Before we get started in this episode, a quick announcement. As you know, I'm very passionate about acceptance and commitment therapy, and I also run a busy practice in Canberra. We're currently looking for psychologists who are registered in Australia to join our team, who are also passionate about learning about ACT. We provide supervision on a group and individual basis and training around ACT. So if this is you, if you're interested, please express your interest at strategicpsychology.com.au forward slash careers. Look forward to hearing from you. And now back to this episode. Okay, life can be crazy. You're feeling like you're sinking. Just trying to find a meaning. It's time for better thinking. Yeah, better thinking. Time to tune in. Let's go. Welcome back to Better Thinking. My name's Nesh Nikolic and my guest today is Renee Adair. Renee is Director of the Australian Doula College, the Groundwork Program and the ADC's charity arm, Doula Heart Network. She first began working with women and babies in 1994 and after the home births of her two biological children in 1998, she began studying and working as a doula and childbirth and early parenting educator. Renee then worked for the Australian Red Cross at a young women's health refuge in Sydney's East and set up an outreach program and childbirth and early parenting education program. Working with her colleagues, Renee helped produce the first research on doulas in Australia, which was published in the Journal of Perinatal Education in 2013. Renee has worked to change the way that we think about doula support, launching an end-of-life doula training program for the college in 2021 with a view for the wider community to see doula support through a broader lens, supporting all major life transitions, not just the birthing space. In 2019, Renee proudly partnered with Charles Darwin University to co-facilitate accredited doula training for Indigenous women in the remote First Nations community of Galwinkul. She now sits on the official Galwinkul steering committee to restore birthing on country. Renee has sat on the Consumer Advisory Board of the Australian College of Midwives, trained thousands of doulas and supported hundreds of women their partners and families through pregnancy, birth, early parenting, and end-of-life care over the course of her career. It was a real pleasure to learn more about what doulas provide and how we can use this incredible service. So please welcome Renee Adair. Renee, a big thank you for coming on to the show today. Thank you so much for having me today, Nesh. It's a great pleasure. I've been looking forward to catching up and, and picking your brain for a little while now uh, as I have recently been exposed to this you know, world of, of that doulas do you know, more work than just the beginning of life care and, and support mm-hmm. and hence why I reached out and, and uh, thank you for taking the time. I'm, I'm so interested to find out you know, more about what doulas do um, you know, beyond just that, you know, the, the, the first breath, I think, is what we called mm-hmm. it a moment ago. Yes, indeed. I'm looking forward to it. Subjects that's very dear and near to my heart. Tip, let, 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 let's start with, if you can tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Mm-hmm, sure. So uh, predominantly I started out uh, in natural therapies and became a qualified aromatherapist and Reiki practitioner, massage therapist. And uh, I had to 
amazing home births um, 28 and 27 years ago. And that really got me very interested in, I suppose, the lack of support and good information that we had in Australia, uh, predominantly around birth. I had, as I was growing up, a great interest in humanity, I guess. I I, I think I came out that way. <laughs> some of us do and some of us don't. And interestingly, I uh, was always that person, that go-to when someone was in trouble or needy or, in fact, dying. And uh, I, I realised in hindsight that I was probably um, doing end-of-life doula work even before I became a birth doula. More about that later. So after I had the kids, I decided I wanted to study um, to become an educator. For me, it was really about information. People needed more information around birth and and how to have a really great birth experience. There was one amazing woman in Sydney training independent childbirth educators at the time, all those years ago, uh, Marie Burrows, who still today is a very dear friend and mentor to me. And uh, she ran a two-year course and I became a childbirth and parenting educator. What was interesting about her training at the time was we had to attend births and I'd only ever been to my own. And I I remember feeling quite like, why? Why do I have to go and attend somebody else's birth? You know, And the word doula was not uh, in existence then in Australia. So we were just champions of birth or, you know, coach. Some clients would call me coach. Um, I, and, I don't mind and that, I, champions I, it's of birth. Champions of birth. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, and... Uh, we had to do 12 births, you know, to become qualified. And I remember going, I still so vivid in my mind, I, I remember going to the very first birth as, as a poor person and going through the process of sitting with this woman and her partner and the baby was born. It was a beautiful birth. And I... I remember feeling like I, I I was going to drop to my knees. It was so holy and sacred. Mm. It just blew my mind. And and I was hooked. <laughs> so moved forward tons of years and um, started to think about a college after being to hundreds of births and working with people in all kinds of spaces in education, created the college 15 years ago. And and then I think it was probably six or so years ago now where uh, a friend and I were talking about some of the work that she had done, um, which was similar to mine, but doulering at end of life. And so I decided we needed a course, <laughs> we needed to train doulas and really look at how that was being put out in the world. As it turned out, end-of-life doulas have been around in different parts of the world um, alongside birth doulas sometimes or not um, for many, many, many years. And I feel like doularing, hopefully that word will make it into the Oxford Dictionary at some point, has been around for centuries. It is that, you know, if you think about the village you know, that was probably the wise woman who attended all the births, who attended families when someone was dying. 
you know, they they had the herbs, they had the knowledge, they were not afraid, and they helped people step through that experience. You know, really birth and death are our greatest transitions in, in our lives, mm. and the first and the last breath are the most sacred and I think the most important. And how we are around the people who are giving birth or are dying is really the essence of what a doula does. It's uh, it's incredibly fascinating for me, you know, in particular about what that provides because it's not just someone that's that's you know taking you through the journey. It's someone with great experience and with a particular type of touch, you know, a particular type of approach with mm. a language set, mm. with you know, capacity to talk about expectations and set up you know what it might look like and talk mm. through the challenges or or, or even the uh, hopes and dreams or you know the the environment and the setup and and mm-hmm. what's to celebrate and and what's not to potentially fear and so on so mm. would you mind uh, and obviously I'm talking you know from such an academic point of view so I I, I, <laughs> I don't know this from from you know uh, having done this, I know this from what I think, um, mm. and no one's here to hear what I think. Uh, uh, I'm here <laughs> to learn to to find out what what does it mean to be a doula, and 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 mm. what is you know maybe we can start with the uh, 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 you know the beginning of life, uh, mm. and, and and then maybe even mm. you know, progress to, to to talking about you mm. know the the end of life. Uh, something that came up that you know as Bit of a joke, you know. If if there's a champion of birth, we don't want to put that to the end of life because we become a champion. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thankfully, we've dropped that. But uh, we've yeah, got what's it. it like? What's it like to be in the, the you know? And and what does mm-hmm. this service provide? Because there, there's many of us who are, who probably mm. don't know anything about doulas and and, and mm. you know we might actually benefit. So I'd like to know mm. more about it. Mm. Okay, so maybe I'll start with with what it's like. For, for me to to be in those spaces and I, I certainly can only speak personally I think it probably feels a little bit different for everybody that goes into this work and interestingly enough when students come to us at the college at the ADC there's such a vast uh, driver that's brought them there um, whether that's they want to work in birth they want to work in end of life or they want to do both you know sometimes the motivation, is that they may have had um, a pretty amazing birth experience or it may have been the opposite where they carry some trauma and, you know, they feel like if they'd have had more information and perhaps had a doula that that may not have happened. Mm -hmm. Certainly there is no guarantees. Um, And for the end of life, the the students that come to us, the people that, that want to be working in this space have had similar stories to tell. They've either had a really amazing end of life experience with a loved one or they see the huge gaps that needed filling in terms of their emotional physical support i i i get a rush going to work when i get woken in the middle of the night and truth be said i winding down my personal one on one work over the last couple of years because the Australian Dual College has been all consuming and we've grown so much. Um, and I miss I miss that. What I know 
is that the energy in the room, whether it's the first or the last breath, is very addictive. And there, I feel there's a conduit that's open from here to there. And there's a magic in that space that doesn't happen at any other time in our lives. And I feel an incredible privilege and honour to be in that sacredness, to be invited along to someone else's personal transition and to be a part of their story, if only for a little while. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a heart journey to be a doula and it's not for everyone. I think it's a calling and I think it calls out to you at some point whether that that sort of happened kind of naturally for me and for others it happens through a situation or a moment in time mm. and that calling becomes very real. Mm. It's, uh, it's lovely to hear you explain mm. that in, in such beautiful words but in, in particular that appreciation, appreciation of, of being invited Mm. a family has said you know would you mm. be willing to you know support us in this, mm -hmm. in this you know, moment which could be one of great uh, uh excitement and mm -hmm. celebration and, mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know all the way through to anticipation and worry mm -hmm. and fear and um, mm. you know grief uh, but that invitation um it's very special and, and and obviously as you describe i've never thought of it that way that mm. that connection of whatever this life energy or life form is that that wherever it comes from that there's in this moment our life is is coming into the world or, or our life is exiting uh, at least the, the physical realm and so mm -hmm, right that's, that's mm. a moment mm. and, and one that that um brings special uh energies experiences mm. mm. it definitely so and i feel that's that essence is what we have lost in those spaces um with over medicalization of birth and death and uh lack of choices and options for people in our country in our culture um we can do birth and death a whole lot better uh, we've lost i think our way um as humans, we've taken the humanity and the feeling away from those experiences just by the nature of how things have evolved, you know, through the years um, in Australia with hospital, most people dying, being, being born and dying in hospital. Um, so there's a lot of complexities that, that come with that. When you have to navigate a system <laughs> in order to have a baby or, or to have a loved one die, that's a layer that really we never used to have. We were all born at home and we all died at home and we were not afraid of that. We had people around us that looked after us and cared for us and our, our loved ones cared for us after we died. You know, we were laid out in the parlour. Auntie would be laid out in the parlour. Your family would know how to care for that body, you know. So, yeah, history has... Uh, really complicated how we've moved into modern day and well rather it was less complicated now we've complicated it moving it into modern day medicine if you like for lack of a better word there 
do, do you feel that when you reference, you know, some of the over medicalization and obviously it's an important part of, 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 of the modern world and mm. you know, the, the, the miracles that medicine can, you know, bring mm. uh, at the same time, it can be sometimes a narrowing of what choices people are at least offered that, that Correct. when these things occur, the, 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 there's a model which says you can do A or B mm. um, and we're not necessarily hearing that there's a K Mm -hmm. that's exactly right you're kind of saying that Mm -hmm. the work of a doula is not as widely heard understood entertained uh, as an option Um, and a doula can actually offer that can can talk about what are your options that that, you 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 have more say of of um, your journey whether it's the person you know your body whether it's the family mm-hmm. I'm, i assume the doula works a lot with families at the yes. end of life um uh but uh that there's been a bit of a narrowing and and and, and the doula world uh, uh tries to address some of or, or has always been there but ha- kind of has to now address some of that mm, i think we do and i think that's the, that's the gap that we're filling just statistically here in australia we have about 14% of people that are dying at home right now. And um, research suggests that about 75% of Australians want to die at home, but they don't have the support or they don't know where to find the support, um, depending on where they live, uh, to do that. So that's a huge gap, Besh, right? I mean, most most people are dying in hospital um, or or in aged care, and a lot of a lot of those people are often dying alone or on a shift with someone that they've never met before, and that's not okay. <laughs> you know, we we are human spirit that needs compassion, kindness and love at the end of our lives. And I feel that by pushing people into the system, we've we've lost that. We've lost the love. We've lost the compassion. Death in the same way as birth is. It's being done, you know, on clock. And whilst I understand that the people working in those systems, it is not their fault by any means that the system is that way, but I feel like, we need to shake it up and do things differently. And doulas can play an enormous part in helping, as you mentioned, in helping families understand all of their options and choices. Maybe even make the suggestion that did you know you could take your loved one home? I mean, people don't know yeah, that. I've worked with people. Cool. I've worked with people when they're, you know, sadly babies die. You know, we have this concept that a end-of-life doula is purely for uh, you know, someone in their 80s or 90s or 40s or 50s. But certainly as a doula, which was probably how my first enmeshment arose was when the first client that I ever worked with lost their baby, you know, um, you can take your baby home. <laughs> and even the hospital staff, I've had a hospital staff say to me, you can't do that. And I'm like, it is perfectly legal. We just need the doctor's certificate, death certificate, and we can and we can take your baby home for a few hours and you can spend time with your baby 
You can bath your baby. You can get photographs with your baby. You can have friends and family come for a small vigil for a few hours in your home and give parents the opportunity to even have a few hours with their baby, you know, place their baby in their crib even though their baby is still, is a remarkable healing that they wouldn't get just being in a hospital room. Mm -hmm. So there's things that the doula can bring that, yeah, some people, even hospital workers haven't haven't thought about or or know is possible. Mm. Mm. Renee, that that, um, brought me to tears listening to that, Mm. Um, just being a dad and Mm. thinking about what that might feel like um, Mm. to lose a child. But... Mm. the importance of knowing something like that because you'd mm. be in such shock like you would have no idea you'd you, you'd in actual fact be looking at at everyone around you saying what do i do next and, mm-hmm. and as much as i'm sure that the system would try and look after you and care for you and say mm. you know, take mm. your time indeed to mm. know that you could take your child home mm. um and say you know mm. maybe i just need to take them home Mm. Oh, um, Nesh. I, mean, I know. You touched the button. I don't know why. Um, but, um, <laughs> I'm, anyway. I'm, oh, sweetie. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. And I, and I hope that even a few people that are listening will be touched by that too. And, and perhaps, you know, can offer that suggestion should it occur in some, with someone they know, tragically, it happens. Um, and, there is a lot we can do, you know, there's there's taking locks of hair, hand fit prints, footprints, photographs, you know, anything. Making memories is is critical in 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 the few hours or days that it's possible to have your and baby. This is a with real you. experience that 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 having mm. a doula, someone who's tread mm. through that path previously, mm. you know, not mm. necessarily through their own life, maybe, maybe so, but mm through the many lives that they've worked with to to know what are mm. uh, uh, what are the options that mm. parents families individuals can mm. can do in these mm. precious moments and and they are very hard i mean even even when everything goes you know beautifully well and 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 mm. you know, you're gifted a child for for example you still have no idea you know you you mm. you know you don't know i mean i remember when when, when my uh, daughters were well certainly my first daughter when she was born mm-hmm. i didn't know was i allowed to hold her because you know the the uh obstetrician um you know who came in the last 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 seconds yes um uh, uh was you know the one that caught the baby so to speak um mm-hmm. and then you're like what happens now you know you're, you're <laughs> at them now. yes um, yes and and, and you know, if you don't have a plan and, you know, thankfully we actually did a calm birth course. Oh, great. So, you know, we, we did actually have some, but even mm-hmm. in that moment, we're like, you can take the baby away now. Are you going to weigh him? What, what, what mm-hmm. are we doing? And, you know, mm-hmm. we were like, we want to do, you know, uh, mum and bub, you know, skin to skin, you know, bonding, all that sort of stuff as, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and so on, you know, I won't take you through all of that, but uh, <laughs> uh, you've, 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 I've seen it once or twice, yeah. Um, uh, But uh, that experience of of of, you know planning and 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 if you have it planned at least now, I mean, with Mm. a doula you would have, you know. Mm. uh, So maybe take us through 
what does the doula do in terms of the planning? What are the sorts of things yeah. that you talk to your clients about that you think about? What are the considerations that that you know are, are sure. um, you know obviously there's a lot in it, but mm-hmm. uh, a bit of a process, and then maybe we can jump to the end of life. Uh, sure. I can do that. Well. If I can do that for both. Yeah, please. Spectrums for sure. As a as a birth and postnatal doula, uh, I'm contacted at varying times during someone's pregnancy, and uh, uh, we usually work with couples or, or individuals in the last trimester. So we create a rapport and do planning around their birth. Um, usually about three, maybe four visits in the lead up to the, to around their estimated due date, help them do a birth plan, a wish list if you like, um, talk about a plan B should things start to deviate. Uh, I might do some top-up education depending on what classes they've done or if they haven't done any at all, um, which is pretty critical. You know, we, we do so much planning in so many other aspects of our lives, you know, um, but we don't plan so much or get as educated around our births. It drives me a bit batty, I must confess. You know, I get I hear stories about people exploring prams and strollers more than perhaps doing their research about their care provider. Um, I digress. So interestingly then we're on call from 38 weeks, uh, so I stick around home. I don't go too far and uh uh, wait to get the call that um, that labour has kicked off and then I will go usually to the home and uh, work there until labour is really, really well established. So hopefully by the time we get to the hospital or we call the midwife if someone's having a home birth, um, you know, mum, pregnant person is, is in really good, strong, active labour. Um, then we will transfer to hospital. Let, let me just jump in there. Yeah. How incredible is that in, in terms of just, just reflecting? I remember, you know, looking at my wife and she's looking at me and we're both completely out of sorts going, mm-hmm. okay, you've started to feel these contractions. What do we do? And, mm-hmm. you know, then you're calling a, a hospital and if you call them, you know, too much, they trigger off and they say, all right. You know, you have to come in, which is all too early. And, you know, then I'm trying to be the protective, you know, husband. So I'm saying, no, she's fine and she's not so much in the background. So mm. you don't have any confidence. You don't have any any, uh, 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 any reference points either. So to have someone who's seen this day in, day out mm. to kind of say, oh, yeah, you know, this is what stage you're at and this is what we're likely to feel and, oh, that extra feeling that's fine and normal. Let's get a cup mm-hmm. of tea. Like that reassurance would be incredible, incredible. Yeah, so I think sorry, sorry, I jumped in because yeah. I just thought, yeah. wow, that yeah. that alone would be mm-hmm. you know, uh, all the value in the world, let alone mm-hmm. obviously everything else that you're explaining. Mm-hmm. It's worth its weight in gold. You know, I think if you can get to, to hospital, you're going to be eight centimetres dilated. You're less likely to have any intervention. And you also have someone with you that you've built rapport with and you have a friendship growing, you know, likeness growing, you know, there's a trust formed there. So when you do transfer to hospital, if that's what you're doing, unless you're having a home birth with a midwife, then then certainly um, you're that familiarity, you know. For the most part, 
in Australia, when you rock up to have your baby, you don't know anyone. You've never seen the staff that are on before. And as you just mentioned, your OB, if you have one, comes in, you know, right towards the end when you're pushing your baby out. Um, and that's and, and sorry to jump in again. Yeah, no, and, and the truth yeah. is we're all scared of the medical system because we also are scared of people, right? And so, you know, mm-hmm. I love what nurses do. I love what midwives do. I love what surgeons do and obstetricians and so on. Mm-hmm. Having said that, they're all people. And, you know, our human experience tells us, you know, we had the experience of the most incredible midwife who, who, you know, happened to meet us as I was, you know, parking my car and actually yes. walked my wife in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also had an experience, you know, midwife that was a bit abrupt and, and was not mm-hmm. so compassionate. And mm. that made us very scared about, well, is this what's going to, what it's going to look like for the next X amount of, Mm-hmm. hours right and and so to have someone that can protect you from that or at least to give you reassurance that you've got first of all someone who's effectively embedded in the medical system mm-hmm. got the training who you know, will be respected in that room um all these things it is like, oh my god that again um it, 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 you know, i had no idea that you know builder even comes in um, mm. Uh, so or, or can come in so mm. oh wow I'm, I'm sold by the way um <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, i mean i'm not having any more kids but uh, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll, I'll need it sadly on, on the other not sadly on the other end to, yes. to, to um you know do that in a in a mm. beautiful way as well but uh, mm. my apologies keep keep going no, no it's great i'm so glad you're so interested i mean i think it's important to mention too that because we don't do anything medical you know we work alongside those professional yes. people and and we whilst we have that knowledge and you know we really do come from that incredible compassionate space where if things start to deviate or or you know, outside of the plan, for example, you know, we can we can take a step back and and offer perhaps options and choices in those moments that aren't being, you know, given in the first instance, or buy some time, and 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 that doesn't often occur in people's minds either. Um, that you can actually, you know, as long as the baby's fine, there is no reason to rush things along. Uh, and we also birth, know that the moment death. we, yeah, yeah, the the, the moment we jump into fear right mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. get in the way because we start mm-hmm. contracting all of our muscles which mm-hmm. obviously is not helpful if you're trying to relax them so that a baby can come out mm-hmm. we also you know we're looking for time because that it's a, this is a, a process and so if we kind of get narrow-minded because we've now got an adrenal response to have mm-hmm. someone there slowing it down and saying this is okay and we can talk it through you know um this is a conversation that is mm. evolving in a process, you know, that, that comfort mm. uh, alone, I can only imagine, obviously I don't have the research, you might be able to point to something, but will lead to, you know, less of the cascading effects from, you know, medical intervention, potentially okay. jumping in early, i.e., as you say, you early. can get to eight centimetres dilated at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, and that's a long, that could potentially be a long time for, 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 uh, you know, uh, women with, you know, obviously no risk to the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you need to, uh, or if that's the plan anyway, 
you know, that, that you're in better shape uh, uh, rather than, um, mm. you know, going in way early and you're not in your own yeah. familiar space. Yeah. You've now yeah. got lots of machines beeping and, you know, they're checking the baby's, mm. you know, vitals all the time and it's just, it's just scary. Just yeah, to, it is uh, scary. And, look, I think we do have enough research now that, that, that tells us that women and their partners are dissatisfied with birthing experiences that are occurring in Australia today. You know, we have one in four women with postpartum depression. I think it's one in eight men now with postpartum depression. And some of those couples are even diagnosed with PTSD, directly pointing back to how they were treated in their um, birthing experience. That's not good enough, Nesh. So, um, you know, whilst I can't, give medical advice, you know, I can be there to hold the space should some kind of medical intervention, which is necessary, needs to go ahead and really help work that out and work through that. Sometimes being a translator even, you know, um, deciphering some of the medical terminology that's being used so that the couple understands or the individual understands what is happening. Mm. You know, when we have a sense of control and a sense of involvement, as you know, you know, our outcome is going to be better. You know, I've worked with many, many, many clients who have had cesareans. You know, we've exhausted all of the options at the end of the day. We've done all the things. We've bought all the time. And it's just on this given day, this little bubba wants to be born out the sunroof, as I like to call it. And because we've exhausted all the options, because we've ticked all the personal boxes, the woman and her partner have been held throughout the experience, they feel better about their experience when they get home. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when the real work starts. We need to offer a soft landing place for parents. They need a healthy, happy start to be healthy, happy parents. You know, cue the postnatal doula. <laughs> and there's and, and yeah. there's, there's there's a real beautiful thing in 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 this as well that, mm. and I think sometimes can can be misunderstood in these conversations is that I'm hearing that the doula is is a a, a, a collaborative approach. You know mm-hmm. that that supports parents who don't know much about this space mm-hmm. and. Uh, can be supported and is not against the medical system, rather works with the medical system so that right. the interventions, you know, that we all want um, are applied, um, you know, with some consideration and mm-hmm. timing and so on so yeah. that mm-hmm. we get best outcomes, you know, in terms of, you know, you know, hate to talk about about mortality rates and obviously, yes. you know, of both bub and mum, thankfully yeah. in Australia, that's, very very low um but obviously can continues to be worked on that it's it's really working together it's not a you know doula against the world it's it, it, it's a doula facilitating um you know uh what's mm. the process that mums and dads mm. would like um, yes for for this period to look like mm. And, mm. and uh you know and and you know it gives all the room for you know all the medical things because you'd be crazy not to. Um, And at the same time, you know, uh, and I say this obviously, you know, uh, light hello, but you'd you'd be crazy not to go out and and, and also think about how much support can I get 
uh, and understanding. Even if you if you just I, I assume even just engage a door to, to to take you through the third trimester planning. You know that, that you, you could yeah. say I don't even want you there because I want it to be a personal Absolutely. and intimate thing with me and my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure that you guys allow for every shape and size. Um, yes. And as you say, even the postpartum. But yeah. I, I actually didn't know that that is, is a part of your service as well. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, wow, is. again. Wow, again. Yes, I think that's important. You know, we can be hired at, at any stage for a variety of reasons. You know, we may have had someone contact us at the ADC who um, may have had um, a series of miscarriages or a previous stillbirth, and they are going to require or want more care and support on an on a ongoing basis, even fortnightly, for example, to touch base with their doula, with someone who's outside of the medical profession, because a lot of um, those families might be micromanaged for probably good reason, right, um, during the pregnancy, and again are getting on a conveyor belt through a system, and they need that heartfelt connection, someone who will just listen. Sometimes it's just about listening right and being in touch with that person's emotions with their fear will this baby die you know what could happen all of the things that you you really can't burden your family and friends with right so we become that ear so we've been hired for that for example you know, and yes, you can have a doula not be at the birth. Yes, you can just have a postpartum doula. You know, it doesn't have to be the same person. If you did have someone at the birth, there's a lot of options. Um, and a lot of doulas specialise in certain things. And some are just crazy like me and do all of the things, you know. And I think over the 20-something years, I think what I've learned about doulaing for myself is that it? It's it's the same. Um, I bring the same energy and the same love and compassion and care to all of the spaces, all of the transitions, and again, that's the essence. I think of what we do. And Renee, I you know I I I I love that you talk about it that way because you know it, it, it's a passion of people. Yes, you know, and 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 that type of crazy is is you know a lovely crazy. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, love passion and, and, and crazy and obsession and because and, and, it really is, is genuine and talks to, you know, what are we trying to do here and, and, and mm. why. Um, mm. and embraces, mm. embraces that. And, um, you know, what, what struck me and obviously why I reached out to you was the end of life um, mm. uh, part of, of, of things um, yeah. just because I've never considered it until recently or heard about it i just thought what an incredible service that can be particularly because it for families you know i know that it it, it's usually quite easy for everyone to get together and and welcome a life into this world Mm. everyone's in a good mood um and and, and Mm -hmm. we're excited and Mm -hmm. um you know we, we we give so much you know support and support is easy to give Mm. The end of life, we've got mm. you know, complicated families, mm. uh, and look, I'm I'm kind of projecting as as though the person's young. Uh, sorry, I'm old. Older, obviously yeah. they they can be young. You know, there's obviously lots of you know, 
reasons for you know and medical conditions for for, for that but uh my understanding and please elaborate and, and help me further my knowledge um is that a doula can be invited into a family to to talk about death mm, uh, mm. Uh, you know mm. at that point i'm assuming it's understood to be terminal and therefore there's a family that's trying to prepare Mm. Uh, I don't know what that's like. I've yeah. seen my best friend sadly pass away. Mm, I don't know so, what's so, today. I'm a bit, I'm a bit um oh. fragile today, but uh, here mm. we go again. Um, it's all yeah, right. I'm so not sorry. That I would ever um, uh, uh, say that he should have used the doula service. I mean, mm. I don't even fully understand it, but I can see mm. great value for a whether it's a family, whether it's a person, mm. obviously it's, it's mm. an individual choice as well. But mm. to have a choice of someone saying, hey, mate, have you thought about a doula? Mm. Uh, and the doula's there for mm. your wife as much as it mm. is for you. Mm. Mm-hmm. It might also be for mm. your brothers. Um, mm. And you know, uh, uh, your mum might want to be part of this or, or, or not, um, you know, and, and, and there's lots of complications in in this, but uh, to have an invitation to say, what are the things that we could consider? Mm. How do we plan this out? And, and, and mm. hopefully take some of the guessing out of it so that there isn't conflict in families or, or, or mm-hmm. you know, this is what they would have wanted versus – no, we've actually recorded, you know, we've had this conversation about what the loved one that's passed has wanted. Am, am I capturing some of this? I'm capturing most of it, my friend, which is, and I'm, I'm going to start with how we can work. And I think it's important for your audience to hear um, how a doula can help. Even, you know, some people think that we're there because we call ourselves end of life doulas, that we're purely there for the end of life. But there's multiple areas and spaces um, that a doula could really be beneficial to an individual and a family. And uh, the first place, I think, is is helping Australians understand how important it is to do advanced care planning. And uh, we offer sessions, some of our doulas offer those sessions, where we really help people while you're well and you're not under any kind of pressure to sort out some of your shit, you know, and make sure that you have someone, you can formally put a directive together, advanced care directive, and formally put someone forward that you want to speak for you on your behalf because you've got everything written down, you've you've got your plan. This is what you want. If if I have an accident, touch wood, um, I'm in a car accident, I can't speak for myself. My family, my best friend, has my advanced care plan. He's on my directive. He will speak on my behalf about what I want. I don't want, you know. Essentially, I want the plug to be pulled, right? I can't, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And this um, could potentially be done even before someone gets sick. Oh, right? yeah. like like, like do it before I you could, get sick, mate. I yeah. could say, I want to do a plan. It's almost like a will. Except this is a will for right. what will my funeral look like and, you know, all the things that my family could fight about, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yes, and that's a very critical point to make. When you have not got uh, an advanced care plan, I mean, I think it's 50, 
up to about around 50% of Australians die without a will, never mind an advanced care plan, which plans out the, the course and, and, and well-being and what they want should they not be able to do that for themselves, right? Particularly if you have onset dementia, you know, all of those things. One, you, you know, you, you have to, someone has to know so that there is no family bickering, so that you do get what it is that you wanted mm. when you're at that stage of your life. Whenever that comes, you know, none of us know. So it is critical and it's really important. Um, and there's lots of great online options for people to do that now online. Touchstone is one of them. And I'll, I'll touch on a few um, uh, websites for your audience and I will then send you at the end uh, a list so that can go up um, and even a couple of books. So uh, Groundswell Project is another opportunity where people can go on and find out about advanced care planning. Um, it's critical. I can't drum that in enough. So doulas can come in at, and and help you do that, which is nice and and great to know. It might it's usually over a couple of sessions. We send you away, give you some information, you know, Q and A, sounding board, that kind of thing. You may be well. You may have just had a a terrible diagnosis, which doesn't you know it's terminal, but you may have twelve months, two years, whatever the case may be. But it's not an urgent, you know, it's not. I'm not going to come to your vigil right now. You're not, you know, you've it's got asking some time. hard questions as well. Yes. That, that we know are the tripping points. I know when I've done my insurance, you know, uh, in the past around death and so on, you know, a really important question was, mm. Nish, how much time do you need if your wife dies? Mm. Like, oh, my God, like how mm. much time? Do I need? You know, and, mm. and and it's not like just for emotionally you know, to get things in order and right. you know mm. uh, you know how you go out and cope and your other responsibilities mm-hmm. and adjusting to looking after the you know mm. children alone and so on. Yeah, you know, how much time do you need if your spouse doesn't die, but they are mm. now um, you know permanently. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, disabled in a in, in, in a way yeah. where you become the care, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. geez, I wouldn't have ever asked these questions because I've never thought of them. But but this is kind of saying there might be a vehicle here. Mm. Should mm. the worst happen, mm. um, you know, you get some support. You know, and so I'm mm-hmm. hearing in a similar way, a doula can come in mm. and ask mm. questions that we can't come up with ourselves mm. that that we would never think of, and also come from a, a third party so it, it, it's not right you know, it, uh, it doesn't feel invasive or mm-hmm. or, or um, sorry intrusive mm. um, you know it comes from a third mm. party in a place of love and compassion and, and, and respect mm. so we can kind of think of the you know, the hard things and then actually consider yes. them and go yeah this is how I would like it to be or this is my preference and then mm. we can actually have the conversation where while things are well, Mm-hmm. Exactly, and and look to be fair, Nesh, nobody really wants to have these big conversations. No, no. But at the well, end, we never the- do them. Yeah. We're all going to die. <laughs> ten out of ten, mate. Nobody gets out of this game alive. So why not take the reins, be in control while you're well, and put 
a will together, do an advanced care plan, make it a directive, which means formalizing it, getting someone who can speak on your behalf. What about an emotional will? Most people haven't thought about that. And a doula can help you with that. You know, leave a legacy. That's that's mean leaving a legacy. So there's some beautiful things we can assist you to do. Maybe you've got some pieces of jewelry or a book collection or a salt and pepper collection, like I do, that you want to leave to someone in particular. But that's that stuff doesn't go in your big, big wheel, right? Like your house and your car. But these are very important emotional Mm. gifts to you. You know. Did you want to leave some photographs? Did you want to tell some stories? Amazing, right? Imagine mm. being able to sort of have that legacy. You, you, you're almost living on. Um, and and again, there's a great website you can jump on to, everheld.com, I think it is, ever, E-V-A-H-E-L-D, started by two amazing Australian women, and you can just hop onto that site. You can upload your photographs. You can you can read stories. I believe when they were doing the pilot that they had a woman who uh, she was dying and she wanted to leave um, book reading sessions for her grandchildren that were yet to be born. How incredible. Wow. That's a living will. So really thinking about those kinds of things. And, again, a lot of people haven't thought about that. A lot of people don't know that that's even something that they might like to do. Um, so, yeah, the doula can assist with that. And, and then, of course, it's who hires us. Sometimes we're hired directly by the dying person. Sometimes a family member will work with a, a particular family member, often a partner, one-on-one sometimes. Um, sometimes we end up working with the entire family. Um, obviously, we're working with a palliative care team and other doctors and nurses that are involved. Uh, but uniquely, again, we are that glue. We're holding the space for all of those people and all of those professionals, um, particularly when someone dies at home. Um, it can be very, you know, we, uh, 75% of Australians, as I mentioned, want to die at home but they're afraid they might not have seen a person take their last breath before they don't know what the signs are um you know um they want to do the right thing by their loved one because that's what their loved one wants but again that that fear gets in the way so you know the doula can come in and and have a continual amount of care whilst the palliative care people are coming in and out they don't stay so a little bit like midwives and you know doctors when you're having your baby everybody's in and out in and out in and out but we have this consistency uh, which is critical at times like death and dying Um, and again having that rapport that's already been built with the family or the individual uh, and and we can lean into those hard conversations. And I'm not afraid to sit with someone in their pain and their grief. You know, I lean into that actually. And, you know, having someone that is not emotionally plugged in during a, that someone's death mm. is really important because everyone else in that room is, they're all invested in that person. Yeah. There's an emotional investment there. I don't. I don't have that with with respect. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. wholly in You're there. Facilitating and I'm in there, and my compassion and empathy is on point. However, I don't. I, it's not my person, mm. so mm. I'm able to really stand beside that family and make sure that they are held so that then they can hold their loved one you know yeah the way the way that it was explained to me and and why i jumped at you know mm-hmm. wanting to to find out more and you know, obviously got in contact was that you know the, the whole fact that it's it's working with a family mm. and so you've got you know let's just you know, do a thought experiment, you know, you've got the spouse that's there that's, you know, also elderly, assuming that, you mm. know, they've been blessed. Mm. Um, you know, you've probably got some adult kids there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got their own lives. Yes. Uh, you know, there might be someone else who's, you know, uh, not in, in, in town, but, you know, they might also be able to be represented, you know, mm. in, in, in a way and always able to come in and facilitate, you know, the hard conversation of you know this person is 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 dying um mm. as we all are mm-hmm. and you know they're at the very late stages or, or maybe even early uh, early stages but it's obviously imminent in the mm. near future and, and we're going to mm. have a conversation about all sorts of things mm. um, you know whether it's you know will you be resuscitated all the way through to um do you want to be buried, cremated? What mm-hmm. sort of music do you want? Do you mm-hmm. want to give, you know, the emotional will mm-hmm. scenarios? And mm-hmm. and that this is actually a conversation that the family has because this is not often what one person does. It's not the dying person that says, I'm just going to make all the decisions. They probably want to understand and hear mm-hmm. what the children want, you mm-hmm. know, what my mm-hmm. living spouse mm-hmm. want, mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I want, to gift them, um, you know, I, I mean, what I think they want, but it's nice to hear from them. And mm. and uh, even who's someone who might not be represented because they're interstate, but ultimately a, a plan can be put together and, and, and said, we've actually thought this through and we've yes. made some decisions and we've yes. agreed on this, the, all all the parties or, or everyone that loves this person. And, uh, uh, and, you know, obviously that's not a hard and fast, it's not in stone, it can be amended and so on. But Of course, yes. Have, to have something that facilitates it and mm. something on record mm. so that when that happens um, uh, uh, mm. know, or even along the process, but assuming you know, we're at the very end where they have passed, mm. there's a way we can honour that person and, and, and that includes, you know, maybe how we scatter the ashes mm. or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even like. yeah, how you want your funeral, what songs you want played at your funeral. Mm. You know, an end of life plan brings peace. Mm. Mm. It, and I think if we looked at it that way, it would be an easier st- conversation starter. Um, because it's that it's the person who's dying that is offering up their what their wishes really and their story. And it's the people around them, once they know that, it's much easier for everybody. There's a sense of relief, I find, actually, if everyone's on the same page, you know, carrying out somebody's wishes, last wishes, mm. then there isn't that bickering goes, that that sort of, you know, well, I want them to do A, B, C, and D. Well, we're not, we're not doing that because Fred wants E, F, and G, mate. 
So, and I'm going to point back to the plan. It minimizes, yeah, and, minimizes the mm-hmm. potential opportunity for those things to to, to mm. happen. And 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 you know, from a psychological point of view, I, I say, you know, when you're planning for something, you're also doing much more acceptance. Mm. You know, you're doing the acceptance mm-hmm. work that that uh, uh, often becomes part of the last part, uh, but only because you're forced to. Mm. When when you aren't forced to, but you're choosing to step into it, to lean into it, you begin mm. to do acceptance work, which says, mm. I'm going to lose my loved one or the loved one saying, I'm actually going to lose my family in my death because I, I can see them again. Mm. And, you know, I'm reflecting on my life, but, you know, there, there, there's still some life to live. You know, we, you know, and, and I, I'm assuming as well that this plan can also mean maybe I get to write my bucket list and we're going to start doing some things in the next, you know, two to three years that I might have available or mm-hmm. months or w- w- whatever the, the scenario mm. is. But yeah. Do you want to have a party? Do you want to have a party before yeah. invite all your friends over? You know, that, that's, that's the good stuff. Do you know, do you yeah. want to do that instead of partying, everybody partying when you're gone at your yeah. funeral? Let's talk about what it might look like to invite people in now and say your goodbyes in a really fun way it's, it doesn't have to be morbid yeah, dying yeah. and i think if it becomes more of a celebration then it, it again it's about alleviating that pressure and bringing more peace because it should be a celebration of someone's life and you know what however long we have here it's a blessing right and it's it's a gift and Yes, I know a lot of the time it can feel like a ripoff when someone goes early. Absolutely. But there's still reason to celebrate that that person was in our lives at all. And, you know, it's the doula can really also bring that energy in when appropriate, you know. Um, reduce the anxiety for everyone else because sometimes we can get yeah. stuck on death, right? We, we, we can say death is around the corner and so until death happens, you know, we're paralyzed mm. and, 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 you know, we're, we're also existing rather than, you know, living and, 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 and every mm-hmm. moment's to, you know, important to be cherished and, and having, having that, that early, I don't want to call it intervention. I think, I think mm. early approach and openness, a, a vulnerability, a, 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 mm. a willingness to, to step into that space with experience, someone that's done this before mm. because they know what to ask and, and, and things that we've never, I mean, I, I imagine um, uh, uh, going into, you know, a, a meeting with a doula and, and, and family and, and kind of saying, well, what's the first question? How do we, you know, what, what do you want to ask us? You Where's know, the like, icebreaker? <laughs> you know, and, and I imagine they would say, well, you know, what's going on? How are you feeling? Tell me about it. And we just sort of you know, evolve into, you know, an open conversation where mm. everyone's voice can be can be heard or at least invited to to, to mm-hmm. be heard. And mm. you know, I imagine we'd all be crying and laughing and all sorts of things together. Yeah, it's a combination, isn't it? I mean, life is a roller coaster. You know, the dying time can be really surreal. It's not without its joy and it's not without laughter. Yes, there is pain, and certainly sometimes we can grieve even prior to somebody dying, mm. but then there's the grief that comes after, and and that's infinite. 
And, um, you know, it's interesting to talk to some of our doulas who are working more in that grief space. Uh, I did an amazing course with David Kessler last year. He's probably the leader in grief um, around the world, an American man, really interesting story. He trains uh, educators, grief educators around the world, fantastic course that I did. And it's really interesting to see doulas working now more in, in that space. So post the death, working with having sort of, you know, like maybe two or three months after the death of a loved one, working in that space one-on-one with someone, whether or not we were there um, at the time of death or not. Um, and that's another beautiful space, mm. transitional space for, for doulas, which is the really continuity of care. emerging. And it's that continuity of care. And, you know, be, I mean, we've all lost someone near and dear to our heart. I mean, how often does all the love and support, well-meaning and wonderful, drop off six weeks, the phone stops ringing, four weeks, the phone stops ringing after the funeral. And that's often where the real grief begins, to be honest. And that those moments where you are on your own and you, you have to sit in that incredible excruciating pain. Um, what do you do? Pick up the phone to your doula. Doesn't matter what time of the night or day. Um, and I think that's a very special gift that we can bring as well. It's really leaning into that and not being afraid to sit with someone's grief and sometimes not saying anything at all, just listening or sitting or being. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a multifaceted role, I think, at the end of life, which makes it really interesting and diverse, challenging, but uh, also I think it's it's an immense opportunity for the humanity and compassion to be brought back into this space. Mm. Mm. Beautifully said. Mm. Rather than us all racing away and Googling, you know, end of life, <laughs> doulas or doulas in, in general, mm. can you point us to, to any uh, particular you know, resources, you know, websites, um, training programs for those who are interested mm. in mm usually pursuing that so that, you know, at least we can get started with with, with you know, some material that you know, has been vetted. Um, yes. Uh, and, and uh, you know, also maybe you can talk a little bit about or share um, how we might be able to get in contact with yourself or, or obviously yeah. your college. Yeah. So the college, um, we train birth and postpartum and end-of-life doulas. We also interestingly have a training for abortion doulas, which is also an emerging space for uh, doulas in general. Um, people can find us at www.australiandoulacollege.com.au. That's D-O-U-L-A. For a lot of people who still quite don't know how to spell it or um, um, say it, pronunciate it. Um, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Australian Doula College. I am on Insta at womb to tomb doula uh, and you like can pick that. up the phone too that's <laughs> pretty cool isn't it you can pick up the phone um which is sydney number 02803655580 and i'm very happy to share a resource list with your listeners uh, which i will send to you this afternoon so there'll be some books in there for some reading and some really great websites 
some that I haven't haven't mentioned today. Fantastic, and 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 it's useful to to have a place to go to, you know, continue this conversation, and and mm-hmm. I've certainly uh, learned more and understood more from from this, and you know, really appreciate you and and and, and your work, um, mm. uh, your college, and all the doulas out there. Um, I'm incredibly, uh, um, you know, thankful that services out there, even though I haven't used it, but I'm very mm-hmm. confident that. It will be something that I um, will be uh, putting my toolkit, and I, I dare say, sooner rather than later. In terms of, I, I like this whole concept of, you know, uh, advanced you know, health directives. Um, uh, I mean, there's such value. We do it with wills. Um, well, sadly, yeah. we don't. You know, only fifty percent of us do, but we do it with wills. Mm-hmm. And and why wouldn't we? You know, plan and 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 an amend and just 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 in case because um, mm. it, it it's uh you know it just speaks to that world of you know acceptance which i am very passionate about with my yes. you know, uh, act work mm-hmm. uh, but it just sounds so psychologically healthy and, and mm. uh yeah no, thank you so much for 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 your time and and um uh, uh you know Appreciate appreciate that, and and I hope that the doula space does grow. You know, as we were talking, I was also thinking about Jesus and need also for for um, not only abortions but you know for miscarriages. You know, the one in three. Like, if people connected about mm-hmm. saying, you know, planning for life, mm. uh, I couldn't uh, agree more. You know, that could be, uh, you know, because just setting up the expectation can remove so much of the the grief and the pain, and say there's lots of women, uh, one in three, mm. uh, we're going to see this uh, with. So this is normal, and it's not you know, you're mm. not doing what it's supposed to do, etc. Mm. And all the infinite things that I'm sure are. Mm. very difficult for mums and dads mm. um but uh you know i hope that the space continues to grow and obviously thank with you. your with your contributions i'm sure it will um but yeah once again thank you so much renee thank you so much ness it's been a great pleasure thank you very much if you enjoyed this podcast please support it by going to itunes and putting a review subscribe share it via social media and tell others about it. Start a conversation. It's listeners like you that make this able and possible and why we bring in these guests to go out and share their knowledge and resources. And just lastly, if you are a psychologist and you want to go out and be part of a bigger team, develop your experience and get into some exciting work, come to strategicpsychology.com.au forward slash careers and reach out. I'd love to hear from you.